Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Impact. And this is episode 15. And I'm just blown away and so, so grateful um, that we're here, that this show has got 15 episodes, that 15 and counting amazing people have uh, been willing to, to share a little bit of their message and their story. And so grateful for you as uh, the listeners who are tuning in and, and have been giving uh, really just helpful feedback that I really appreciate and have just been hearing really good things about the show. Um, and if you're new to the show, welcome, and I hope you find meaning to this show. And if it if you do, please subscribe. And uh, it would mean the world if you'd be willing to uh, leave a rating and review. I think last time I checked, anyways, on Apple Podcasts, there are 17 re- reviews, five stars across the board, and it just really, I, I can't even express how much that means. And so grateful for this community, and, and thank you so much. And and like I said, really, really, really grateful for the guests that have been on the show, and I'm excited to, to introduce uh, Dan and Kaoki to you. So let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about them before we jump into their interview. Kay and Dan are the co-founders of Sensei Financial, a financial coaching program that helps individuals and couples build systems and processes around their money to make it grow in an automated and easy-to-manage way. They have a really cool story about how this journey began for them when when they first got married. They had $20,000 of debt and they had to learn how to implement a system that allowed them to pay off their debt in a fraction of the time that they were expecting. And they began helping other couples implement that same system and they were getting the same results. And from there it just kept growing and growing into, into Sensei. And now they've helped over a thousand couples experience that same fulfillment, and are just doing awesome things. Um, they're going to take their, a little, they're going to share a little bit of their story and and uh, and share some some lessons that they learned along the way that I think will be able to apply to you, no matter what your goals are, whether they're financial or or, or just whatever they may be. Um, really, just a fun fun interview, and so grateful to have them on the show. And so with that, let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Kay and Dan Oki. Yeah, so, I mean, we appreciate you sending the prompts. I think the main thing we've just been thinking about, and we're probably trying to, we're probably trying to cheat and throw multiple principles in here, but we basically boil it down to dream big, commit to the dream, and focus on your commitment to the dream until it's complete. Um, and really, that's kind of been the main thing that we've been thinking about and talking about um, amongst ourselves and then just um, especially among a lot of the people that we work with. Totally. And I think the part, like Dan said, there, it's kind of like a twofold is lots of people are good at one. Either they're really good at dreaming big or they're really good at committing to the small things or the small dreams, but getting the combo of both of those things just is a huge lesson that we've seen in our life and are continuing to see it's a one-two punch man now okay we've got to like dissect all three of those things in a 25 minute episode thanks a lot guys (laughs) but i really resonate what you said Kay. about i feel like yeah it's either one or the other some some people are great at dreaming big right they can like see it and then you said some people though are great like the small things but it's hard to make both those two things come together right um can I ask, where's, 
were you guys was this always like a natural thing and nailing these three things was there one <laughs> one of you guys or one of you guys better at one thing than the, than the other person or how do those dynamics work together in your guys's team yeah it's funny you say that because that's exactly how it is i feel like we should like ask the audience it's like pull the audience who do you think is the dreamer <laughs> but i'll tell you right now dan was the big dreamer and i was the you know committing and focusing and yeah, making sure doer. stuff actually gets done and at first that was a collision because i'm like why are you coming up with these huge ideas like we need to <laughs> we need to stay narrow-minded otherwise we're yeah, not gonna yeah. be able to do them basically yeah, yeah and um and dan was a lot more into like we call it bunny hopping syndrome <laughs> it's like our own name for it but basically jumping from idea to idea going for the next big thing if this didn't work let's try this big thing let's try this big thing yeah. and really that combo of us like trying to come together was necessary because it was a big not necessarily even like an argument per se or a conflict but just challenging to get anything done because we were going in circles I, I mean, I would say we're still working on it. Like oh, we yeah. haven't, it's not, we're like sitting, we've perfected this principle. We're just, yeah. we've just gotten better through practice and we're still getting better through practice. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, once upon, when we started our lives together, Kay, Kay was the one who basically kept saying, you know, I love your dreams, but you need to actually do something with them. How'd you phrase the three things again? Dream big, right? Commit to the dream and focus on your commitment to the dream until completion. So can we slow this down for a second? Because of course, I don't really know. Tell me you guys a little story with your own story. When you guys started this, when you guys got married, did you know you want to start a business together? Was this something you like knew you're shaking your heads? Like what, how did this all come about? And then yeah. Tell me a little bit of that story real quick. Okay. We'll try to do a really short inversion. Yeah. So I was really big into entrepreneurship already. I had a digital marketing agency that was doing all right for a new digital marketing agency. And um, I, the, the problem was, is that my money mindset was very much like, I'm just going to borrow a bunch of money to live and do whatever I want because I'm going to be rich someday. So it doesn't really matter what I do. With yeah. Money. yeah. It's a very, very positive mindset. It works out. I promise. Yeah. I think let's actually, let's just talk about that for the rest of the episode, but how effective that is. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very effective. So it was so effective. I was 20 grand in credit card debt and, um, I was paying for everything with credit cards. I was using other credit cards to pay off other credit cards and Kay had no idea. In fact, I didn't tell her until three weeks before we were married because, really? she, because she asked. I wouldn't have told her probably. You were, were going to slide right into marriage. like without Surprise! Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then I, I don't know how much to fast forward this so we can make sure it's shortened. But basically, my executor brain, daughter of an accountant, is like, well, we got to take action on this. We got to make this happen. Yeah. There were a lot more bumps in the road to get on the same page. But when once we did, and we really committed and we implemented systems we got you know made a big goal we dreamt big um ultimately we were able to pay off the debt in six months while we were still in college and then wow. from there just started teaching people out of our living room and then that grew to teaching people online which then that grew to now having our coaching program and online courses and everything so yeah basically 
that's like a very, very condensed version. I don't know if you want to add more details, but yeah, I mean, essentially I just, we were just completely on two different pages, right? I was just like, we just need to make more money. I want to invest in real estate in case like we're in credit card debt. If you don't pay this off with me, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. And so, um, it just, and, yeah, yeah. And as far as how the business side of that started, cause that was kind of your question of like, how did we decide we were going to start a business? Yeah kind of fell into it from there. Like, I don't think even then we were like, well, let's go start a personal finance company. We were just kind of teaching people and then that kept growing. But I do think some of it was Dan's big dreams, big vision for this, because I would have been fine teaching people in their living room for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and Dan's like, we we have something going here. We need to share this with more people. And and Mm -hmm. so that has helped us to be able to grow it and turn it into an actual business. Very cool. Yeah. So it's, it really just expanded from people keep, people start asking us what we did and they haven't stopped for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> Enough people ask you, you're like, we should probably actually do what people think we're doing, right? Like, yeah, well, company exactly. And, yeah. yeah. So we, we, yeah, we, I mean, we had several ideas and I think this comes kind of like to bring this full circle and I, we, we talked about this before because we've shared our story on a lot of different platforms. And so we didn't want to spend too much time on that tonight. But yeah. the the main thing is like we we during that time when we were had just gotten out of debt, we were still brainstorming businesses. And so we were like, let's start a pillow company, you know, because she had like these throw pillows that like everybody wanted on Facebook Marketplace. So we started like yeah. trying to like, you know, go down that route. We started like a lead generation service for lawyers. I have no idea why we decided to do that. <laughs> um, we... <laughs> You know, there's all sorts of, of things we, we want. I wanted to start a business and, and we would talk about businesses all the time. One of the main things that happened that led from the commitment and the focus to paying off the debt is we took jobs, custodial jobs um, at at Brigham Young University, at the university we were attending. We were getting up at 4 a.m. to go clean toilets so we could pay off our debt. And yeah. Kay did not understand my obsession with entrepreneurship. Yeah. She was like, why can't you be a dentist? Um, and uh, it's stable. And there's even more debt with that. I don't know why you wanted that. Um, but uh, we, you know, we would be scrubbing toilets and vacuuming. And Kay started to listen to all of these books that I had been talking about for so long. And all of a sudden, Kay, Kay's mind started to be expanded and started to grow. And we have all these conversations. And so I think during that time, you read like what twenty plus books yeah, in that four months of just Probably listening more. for four hours every morning yeah. and that yeah. that really because we were committed to paying off debt that opened up a new door to be in a new way of thinking and new mindsets for both of us and it allowed us to get on the same page and we knew we wanted to do something we just didn't realize that we were in the middle of actually what we would be doing um which is yeah. kind of yeah. you know it's kind of fun one and one thing i i think is really cool about you guys are saying is you've both highlighted how the other person complimented the other where the other person maybe wasn't strong and then helped pull helped you guys help pull each other to this to this middle to this middle ground and as you're talking this i'm like that is awesome um and not everyone has that luxury of being able to have a partner to help around out where they're where they're weak and so i'm wondering could you talk a little bit about what has this journey been like for you like if someone is listening to this and they're resonating with one of you two what can I, I don't, whichever one wants to start, could you share a little bit about how to actually cultivate the places where you were weak, right? 
the dream, the dreamers, how do you start cultivating the ability to consistently commit to the small things and the, the people who can consistently commit to the small things? How do you cultivate the ability to dream big? Would you guys mind sharing mm-hmm. a little bit of your perspective there? Uh, I want Kay to speak first, but it is funny because we've almost flip-flopped now five <laughs> years later. Really? Yes. That is so yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. Where are you guys going to go with this? <laughs> I know. Throwing me under the bus. Um, All right, dreamer. Let us, <laughs> let us have it. <laughs> I think, I mean, this is a very um, specific action item, but, and there's lots of things that helps me, but this one in particular is something that has helped me a lot. It's from the book 168 hours is where I first heard about it, but it's making a, a hundred dreams list. And it's really critical that you make a hundred because you're going to start writing them and you'll come up with like 10 and you're like, that's all I have. And the idea is that you have to keep pulling more and more and more and more and more of this and going into it, writing a hundred dreams. And there's no like permanence to that, which was really important for my personality because I'm like, writing this in stone. Like if I write this down, it is happening. Yeah, yeah. But instead, this is a dream. Like it's okay. You can change it in five years if that's not important to you anymore. Yeah. Um, you just that like totally exercised that muscle for me of coming up with a hundred dreams. And what did happen for you as you were going through, like, as you're discovering, like, rediscovering things that you're like, I didn't even know that I was dreaming this or I wanted this, or what was that experience like for you to have your world kind of expanded a little bit? Yeah, a hundred percent. All those things that you said, I feel like it just really um, opened my eyes to all these different exciting things. It makes life so much more enjoyable and exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's something now we actually both did it and we update it every year. And it's been fun to see like, okay, this has changed. This is something I don't care about anymore. Hmm. Or this was a dream that, you know, I wanted this small thing and now I want to dream like this big. So it forces me to dream bigger. Hmm. So anyway, just a lot of things like that. I feel like it has totally shaped the way I view the world and made life so much more enjoyable and exciting. What are some examples from your 100 dreams list? These are dreams that are like, you know, anything, these are just things you want to do in your life. They can be big, they can be small, but they're just, the key is to dream, right? That's yeah. the key of the exercise. Well, for sure. I have had the dream for a while that I want to go teach nutrition in Africa or do some sort of like thing with nutrition. That's like yeah. where a lot of my background is from. And I've always been passionate about that. So that's one, um, running 13 half marathons. I've ran eight so far. Nice work. So still working on that one. Um, Lots of different places to travel, which a lot of them we've been able to cross off, but that list is probably a hundred places just there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then even smaller things like I want to have a garden or I wanted a house with big windows or like, you know, things where it's just put this on paper and be excited about it. If you want to read a certain amount of books. Obviously, there's goals in our business of helping certain number of people and hitting milestones with that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I could go on and on, but those are a few examples. That's cool. So, I mean, what I'm hearing from you is it's so important, whether it's that activity or, or what, whatever, just actually sit down and spend time with your dreams. Like if yes. you're having a hard time dreaming big and almost, at least in my experience, it sounds like with your experience, the dreams are all in there. Like. Yeah, that's the point of values based living, right? We all have ways of living that are important. And so we just have to 
force ourselves to spend time with those dreams and let them come out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I love that. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. And then the one thing I'll add before I turn it to Dan is like, then actually taking some sort of action is when it becomes bigger because you're able to see what you're able to accomplish. And it's like, okay, well, I ran one half marathon, so why not do more? Like, and that allows you to dream a lot bigger, I think. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So now Kay, because she did this one exercise, I'm just kidding. It's been a development over time, but she's always coming to me now with new ideas and stuff to try with sense. I'm always like, slow, slow down. It's a complete role reversal. I was actually wondering, like, can that get overwhelming? And you're like, holy cow, I've got a hundred dreams that I want to do now. Do you have to, do you have to kind of talk yourself down a little bit when you start dreaming like that? In some ways, yes, I do think it's like, cause you can't stay in the clouds, but I think at least for me, the executor side of me is so strong and knowing that like, this isn't set in stone, mm-hmm. it doesn't stress me out. I'm not like, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, in my late twenties and I've only accomplished 20 of my dreams. What am I doing? Yeah. You know, or whatever. Like yeah. I don't, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm living a great life and making progress and doing these things. So it doesn't get too overwhelming, probably because it's not so permanent, I guess. Right. One of the the things we have to do is sometimes when we get like, there's one of us starts streaming or or Kay starts talking about things, we start brainstorming. We have to play a game called No Bad Ideas, which is basically like there's, you can just say whatever, we put it all on the whiteboard. There's full room to speak. There's no like, how do we do that? There's no question of execution of how that would actually be done. It's just like, just get all the brainstorming, all the dreaming out on paper and let it just fully run its course. And then when it's that part is done, then we can talk about execution. But we find that we found that for both of you, you know, for both of us, when one of us is in a dreaming or like just thinking big stage, it's not helpful to be like, well, how would you do that? Because it just shuts you down. (laughs) It just shuts the other person down. Yeah. Um, We, uh, my, so my wife and I do, almost the exact same thing we call it blue skies like oh yeah awesome guys we have an idea which means like we gotta sit with this before we let the thunderclouds come in and shoot down everything right and because i think it's so powerful because our our brains are wired to avoid risk they're wired to avoid feeling let down and so one of the biggest things that keeps people from living their dreams is that they're not willing to sit with their ideas long enough and our brain will figure out all the thunderclouds, all the reasons why it won't work. It'll problem solve it. We just got to be willing to sit with it long enough. And so I love that, guys. That's cool. I, I like your phraseology, sit with your dreams. And doing mm-hmm. a 100 dreams list is a great way to sit with your dreams. Yeah, yeah, okay. totally. Well, Dan, so talk to us about your side. Gosh, well, basically what happens, I read so many books. I bunny hopped to so many different ideas. I got so sick of not actually accomplishing anything. Yeah. And, you know, I... I really look back on this time, but you know, I would just go sit, I would meet up with friends and peers and we talk about all these business ideas, but we weren't doing anything. We weren't actually making progress on anything. And I remember just getting like, I got fed up with it. That's kind of how I operate. Like sometimes I get lazy and like, I don't want to like do anything during the day. And then like three hours into my 15th YouTube video, I'm like just sick, disgusted with myself <laughs> that I'll like actually do something. Yeah. But um, the uh, it eventually got to the point, it's like, okay, I, and I just asked myself the question, what if and we, and we've done this several times, what if we just went all in on one thing for six months? What if we just completely committed? What if we said no to everything else? What if, what would actually happen? Huh. And every time we've done that, we've achieved what we set out to do. 
<laughs> and so I think the the most critical part is that time frame. Yes. Because like you said with our, what our brain does, it's like committing forever. It yeah. feels like my whole life is ruined, but like if I commit for 6 months, like okay, that's enough time to make some progress on yeah. the goal, but it's also enough time to make up for lost time if it totally went south. Yep. Yeah, you have it's not like you've wasted a whole year of your life or five years. It's a very concrete, but it's enough time to where in six months you can tell if you're making progress. Yeah. You, you can clearly see if you're better off or closer to your goal than you were six months before. And then you can say, All right, let's do another six months. And the first time I saw that happen was debt. It was when we paid off the debt in six months. It was like, whoa. Because we thought it was gonna take us two years. There's a lot more people and we've learned since after 1400 people through the program that have a lot more than 20 grand of debt. And, and there's, you know, there's, <laughs> there's graduate studies, there's all sorts of stuff, right? Like it's, um, but for us, that was a huge milestone. And like, when you really commit to something and, and you really give it your all for six months, you see what you're capable of. It builds confidence, it builds skills, it builds focus. If you commit to going up a mountain, you know, figuratively, and you get to the top of that mountain, all of a sudden you have new views, you see what else is possible yeah. and you're stronger for climbing that mountain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I realized that, you know, while dreaming is awesome, nothing gets done. <laughs> like it's fun. And I, 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 there's totally a place for it. You need to brainstorm, but like the bottleneck is execution. That is what people struggle with. It's not ideas. It's not, I mean, some people, sometimes it can be ideas, but <laughs> yeah. most of the time it's not ideas. Most of the time it's not, you know, um, you know, I want something. It's more like actually doing it. And when I realized that kind of, it's kind of been a progressive realization over time. I decided, well, what if I committed to going all in on executing? building the skill of execution, getting things done, being able to say no, being able to focus. Am I perfect at it today? Absolutely not. But I am way better at it than I was five years ago. And I hope to continue to get better at that as time goes on. And I feel like that six month time frame you've done several times since like yeah. another one, we called it the six month blitz. But um, we, that's when we went full time with Sensei. Cause I was fired from my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, great reason to go full-time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we went full-time. It sounds so it's like, no, we were let go. <laughs> yeah. We were only making $300 a month. So it was a huge leap of yeah. like, what yeah. are we even doing? Yeah. And, but in that time it pushed us to execute, it pushed us to make things happen. And then we were able to keep extending it and keep going full-time on it. So anyway, yeah. I think that, yeah that that time frame is yeah six months part. from the day of that was when it, we were able to make enough money <laughs> that's awesome I right, talk to me a little bit about um executing the the consistently even on the days or the hours when motivation is gone it's it's really easy to start a business and be fired up when dopamine's coursing through your system and you're feeling super motivated and boredom can destroy entrepreneurs right like it's just like it, it's hard it's monotonous it's tedious how do you guys continue executing even on the days when the motivation isn't there that's a really good question um so there's still days we're not motivated right like i i i'm the king somebody somebody said something really recently that i really loved it was probably alex Ramosi because i'm like 
drinking his content, but like, yeah, yeah. um, he said something he said, good was said. It was probably from Alex Ramosi. So you're right, <laughs> right, yeah. You, you know, you settle into the discomfort of focus, and it was like, whoa, like I have to settle in. Like, focus is uncomfortable. Commitment is uncomfortable. Doing the thing consistently is uncomfortable. And rather than being afraid of it, embracing it. And so. I realized pretty quickly, especially as we coach people with finances, like we're given opportunities to practice discipline every day. There's yeah. always things, moments popping up. I when I when that moment comes when it's like I could go and watch this YouTube video or I could do this task that I sat down to do, that's a practicing moment. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a space. I get to decide in that moment what I'm going to do, and what I continually practice is what becomes the habit. And so the answer to that question is you. I used to get so frustrated myself when I'd give into the distraction, but that that's going to happen because you're still practicing. You're still trying to get stronger. Mm -hmm. And so the key, the key to this is in those small moments when you're given a decision between pursuing the distraction or doing what you've told yourself you're going to do work and, and document and write down, you know, the moments of like basically create a scorecard is mm -hmm. how many times did I win? Am I getting better over time? Rather than was I perfect this week, am I improving? Hmm. And that has been super powerful for me, getting rid of this idea that I just have to be perfectly disciplined all the time because that's impossible, but becoming progressively disciplined over time is much more realistic and becoming stronger and recognizing that if I keep practicing 10 years from now, my discipline will be ridiculously strong, yeah. but it's only built through practice. That's cool. I, I swear, man, the longer I'm a therapist, the more I believe that the heart of all healing and therefore all progress is the ability to be kind to yourself. Mm. Like when you can like when you can be kind to yourself, when you get distracted, you can you can get distracted with 15 YouTube videos and it could tank your whole day, depending on the yeah. narrative that goes on in your head about yourself. Right. Totally. But, but if you have the ability to be kind to yourself and to, to laugh and smile and say, well, let's let's move forward you're I, I just I just the more and more I'm convinced like that's what healing looks like is helping people be kinder to themselves well I think that's re a really beautiful <laughs> beautiful summarization of that is yeah the difference between discipline and motivation is progressive kindness as you consistently get better that's to cool. yourself that's cool I, I mean to build off of what you just said right right love it um you guys this has been this has been really fun to to know you guys and meet you guys. I mean, and appreciate you guys making the time to be on this interview. Will you take a few minutes and just talk about what you guys are doing? If people want to learn more about you, learn, get, get a hold of your content. Where, where can people find you? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it. It's been fun to watch your content build and grow too. You're yeah, doing it. You. I love it. I read it. Thank you. Um, you want to start? <laughs> sure. So yeah, we didn't really talk a ton about our company today, but if you don't know anything about it, we're uh, run a company called Sensei Financial, and we teach people about budgeting, about building an automatic system to help you actually hit goals, and really all about the things that we talked about here, dreaming big and making those dreams happen through execution, through being kind to yourself, not shaming our, uh, each other or ourselves, any of that, um, to actually make progress, which is something that we've seen 
all the time that it's just kind of stops at money management instead of making your dream life a reality. So that's what we're all about. Yeah. So yeah, the main thing is that we do is we have a main one program called the personal finance accelerator. You get a sensei assigned coach. We have six coaches. One of those coaches will meet with you 12 times to really help you implement the system, help you practice those things that actually lead to financial success and basically set the stability for building wealth. I'll put links to all those, all that in the show notes. And um, it's been fun. I, it's been fun hearing you guys' perspectives because I'm almost positive with Dan, you starting out as a dreamer and Kay, you starting out as the executor. As I've watched you guys' content, I'm positive I've seen Okay, so many posts about you from you about dreaming big and so many posts <laughs> from Dan about executing on the small things. <laughs> it's been so fun to see that dynamic and, and see you guys influence each other. But thank you guys so much for being on the, on the show today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Everyday Impact. Like I said, if you, if you appreciate the show and it's having an impact on you, then it would mean the world if you'd be willing to leave a review, a rating, and subscribe. But most importantly, if you'd be willing to share this, this show with a friend or a family member, that would mean the world. And uh, please feel free to connect with me. I'm most active on LinkedIn. Send me a, a DM either there or on Instagram, and I'd be happy to connect with you and would love any feedback that you have about the show. Thank you so much. 